four you, hours. You I'm buffoon. Done. I'm okay. a I'm a damn fool. Well, since you brought up the Shining runtime, I think uh, we'll start this this episode um, of our our top five horror movies. No, let's start it with a disclaimer that the Shining is not in fact four and a half the hours Shining long. Is not despite in, my previous the Shining belief is a a a brisk. Two hours and twenty four minutes long, which isn't much better, but I mean it. It's, it's better. A, it's definitely better. So, kicking off, kicking off our top five series here. Uh, this should be out on the Monday of Halloween week. Yep. Um, we are both detailing our number five picks, and I just want to say, I do want to say before we start, um, every movie on your list, I I enjoy very much. Like I, okay. uh, there are some of my favorite horror movies, and I. I like to think that, you know, there's a couple on my list you haven't seen, but I think from what I've heard so far from you, you've enjoyed. Yeah. So um, you have enjoyed what you've seen. We are recording this a bit ahead of time. I'm catching up on your list. Right. The ones that I do know, obviously, Mm -hmm. I, they're great. Good movies. You know? Yeah. Um, I think, and that's, that's kind of, I was happy when, when you sent me your list over because we, our lists are so different. Um, Yeah. But. We have such a good diversity, kind of such a good mm-hmm. um, selection of different types of horror. And right, right. So I think, and I think the way that they pair up is pretty, pretty nice pretty, too. Pretty like solid. We have we have some good discussions to have. In um, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna kind of briefly say that mm-hmm. we can just do a, uh, we're gonna do a, a quick dive into each one. We don't want to mm-hmm. go too in depth. We're not gonna have hour long conversations no, about no. Um, each movie, but hopefully the idea and our goal is that um, these videos, these discussions, these podcasts mm-hmm. will kind of encourage yeah, um, other people to dive into the horror genre a little bit right? and, and maybe take some of our recommendations. Mm-hmm. So the going format for these is going to be kind of, we're going to, you know, the, the person who whose film we start with is going to introduce their film and we're going to go for however long it takes us to just kind of detail what we enjoy about the film, why it's on our list, all those things, certain aspects that we enjoy. And then we'll give the other person a little time to kind of reply, maybe comment on what they think as well, and then we'll move right on to the next movie. So these should be much briefer little glimpses into a movie because obviously for all 10 of these, I could we could go for, for forever yeah. talking about what's going on. So we really want to do this as just a, a little look at what you can enjoy this Halloween season because we love Halloween season so much because it gives us time or it gives us an excuse really to watch a whole bunch of horror stuff. So I'm going to, it's easier said than done. Let's see if we can yeah, have a little bit of self control. Let's see what happens. Um, why don't, why don't you start, contain myself why don't here. you start with the shining your number five? I, um, everyone knows it. So yes, give us, Give us your your so quick run through here. The Shining is written and directed by, as you know, Stanley Kubrick, the Stanley Kubrick, the guy who brought us so many crazy films and a couple that are actually on my 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 all time lists. Yeah, mine too. Namely, Two Thousand One: A Space Odyssey. But we won't get into that because I know some people really hate that movie. We'll get into it eventually. But for me. Um, the, the shining is largely on this list because of how much of the, the horror in this film is based in 
things that aren't um that aren't monsters. There's no monsters in this movie. Yeah. The, the monster is is Jack Torrance himself. It, it's his own mind. It's the it's the insanity that he experienced while staying in a hotel in the middle of nowhere. Again, it kind of it kind of gives you this this uh, this avenue of, of primal fear, and I think that's something we'll talk about a lot in these movies because I think that's something in the greatest horror movies that is very common is something. A, a primal fear is targeted in all the greatest horror films, right? And I think in this one, isolation is what it is. It's it's the idea that you can't go anywhere. You have to stay where you are for months and months and months. And all the while, you're trying to, if you're Jack Torrance, you're trying to write a book. You're trying to create something new. But you're not allowing your mind to be free because you're in isolation for in this in this giant, larger than life hotel. Now I, I I believe it's called the Stanley in the movie. It's called the Stanley in real life. I believe it is. Yeah, it's based it's on in, a ho- it's in Estes Park. Based on a hotel in Estes Park. Yeah, we're one of the. Have you ever been there? Yeah, I've been there a lot actually. Okay. I usually I usually go hiking up in Estes Park at least. No, have you couple been to the hotel? Oh yeah, I've been to the hotel. I've I've only been to the hotel once. Okay. And uh, it was pretty great. It was it was pretty awesome. Um. <laughs> One thing, we just got super sidetracked there. This well, is gonna, I don't know why I would be asking about hiking during our. I don't know because you shining. asked. I know because it's okay. in Estes Park. It's, it's a huge. Hey, anyway, you ever you ever seen an elk before? <laughs> hey, I think you're pretty neat. <laughs> but I respect your distance. Anyways, <laughs> God. Uh, okay. One of the other reasons The Shining is is on this list for me is I think um, I think Jack Nicholson, in a lot of ways, and he did this as well in in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. He he portrays kind of this this uh, fractured mind so so well. Like it, you, it it's not hard to kind of understand why he's going crazy, but to see. Jack Nicholson do it, it he just he has this kind of kind of crazy look to him in general it, it's kind of it's kind of easy to under to understand the insanity but then to, to see it through his his portrayal makes it even even like it, it adds an, it adds a layer to that character because I don't think many people can act like Jack Nicholson does he's I think for sure one of the most off-the-wall actors that's ever been in the game and to to have him play this character the way he did to see the the mixture of these of these dead eye stares mixed with this you know this fierce rage by the by the time the film concludes it was so easy to kind of latch onto his character from the very start and uh, the, the last thing I'll touch on why why I, I truly love this film so much why it's on my list is because I, I love the idea of, of of psychological terror, things that are, are for sure in the mind. But I also love to be kind of confused a little bit. That's yeah. one thing I love about horror is sometimes there can be things that happen that are so, so below the surface. Like the final shot in this film opens up a, a Pandora's box of what could possibly be happening at this hotel. But you're never explicitly told. 
there are a lot of there are a lot of things that happen in this movie as a matter of fact where you're never really explicitly told what's happening you just see it unfold and you kind of have to figure out what the hell is going on pretty much for the last hour of the film like well, when you're, you, you're kind of unaware of the driving force right whatever right. that presence is right right it's it's so unknown throughout the whole movie and it's really never never delved into you just kind of have to you just kind of have to go on the ride that this film takes you on and then at the end kind of try and decipher the the minimal pieces that it gave you to kind of to kind of figure out what it might be Mm -hmm. that's one reason why i love this film so much because i love getting the shit scared out of me and then at the end going okay what did what is what is the the creator trying to tell me right now what am i trying to be told in this moment that's one of the i think that's one of the best things about the shining is there are so many small details that you really have to pay attention to and you you don't have to really think about them until the movie's over and that's a, that's a, a great feeling to have to be like i can sit and enjoy this ride and then i can figure out what's going on and that's why the shining is number 5 on my list yeah and I do, I do have a few comments on that before we um, move over to Hush. But listen, The Shining is, is a classic in every sense of the word. Um, but it's kind of, I like what you were, what you were saying about, um, you know, Jack Nicholson playing this kind of fractured mind, and the idea of isolation, I think, is so scary um, because of what we see in this film. Mm-hmm. We are inherently afraid of reaching our breaking point. And we are inherently afraid of um, maybe what we could become under the most unfortunate circumstances. But it also it also explores the idea from from the idea of or from the, the viewpoint of of the family Mm-hmm. Um, now we know, of course, the sun has his own kind of whatever you would he, call it, psychic. He, he shines. He shines, right? As they say, from right. he has these visions from the the past and and the future. But mm-hmm. the idea also of someone that you know and love and and trust the most mm-hmm. falling off so badly that it begins to hurt your family. That it begins to um, that he he delves into into violence and and terror. Right. Um, there are so many different aspects of this movie and so many different avenues um, mm-hmm. that fear can can kind of be explored. Um, when when this movie came out, it was um, it was advertised as a masterpiece, and I think to this day that still stands. Yeah, hundred percent, and it. it it spawned one of the greatest horror sequels we've seen in a long time, Doctor Sleep. Have yeah. you seen? Have you seen that? Hey, that's actually a, a pretty good um, transition here because it is a Mike Flanagan it movie. It is a dude. Mike Flanagan movie. We might nicely we, done. We might love Mike Flanagan. I don't see how you couldn't couldn't if you're a horror fan. True, hundred percent. Now, okay, the guy who brought us first of all. And hopefully everyone listening to this has seen it by now. Mm-hmm. Haunting of Bly Manor just came out. We saw oh, we yeah. saw Hill House, which was a 
masterfully made horror TV show. I would say arguably the most a it is a it is a horror masterpiece regardless of the fact that it's a TV show. Correct. But under the confines of a TV show, yep. it's probably the best TV series ever made. I'm just saying I'm I'm not yeah. you know what? I I know it's There are very few that come close within the within the genre. Like I mean the closest comparison you could probably make is American Horror Story. And yeah. there has never been a season of American Horror Story that I think has come relatively m- minutely no. close. And and to Flanagan did it on try number one mm-hmm. with Hill House. Yeah, um, try but number one. We also he's also the guy that made us afraid of Ouija boards. Yes, <laughs> he brought us Gerald Gerald's game, kind of uncovering Dude, okay, a with Ouija. <laughs> the rich, the first Ouija movie <clears throat> was utter shit. Yep. Horrible, horrible movie. Yep. Ouija Origin of Evil. Pretty fucking, pretty <laughs> badass, dude. It was such a good, it was such a, I don't, I remember going, I remember, um, uh, cause I was going to, I was going to see it to write a review for the school paper. Mm-hmm. And, um, at that point, I believe I, I had seen Hush and I had seen Oculus. Yeah. So I knew Mike. I knew Mike Flanagan by name. I knew he had he had directed a couple movies that I really liked, and I thought we the first Ouija was so terrible, but they got Mike. They like they they got Mike Flanagan to co-write and direct this this the prequel to this movie. Like I so it, I I was I was almost confused. I was like, oh, this is gonna be a is this gonna be a good movie? And then it came out, and it was probably the best horror movie of that year. Like it was damn good. It was a good movie. It just speaks to how how well he treats the genre, and I I think well, he knows it. He knows it in and out. And yes. So let's not get we okay. We we talked enough about what Mike Flanagan has done. Now let's focus on the reason why we are here, which is Hush. Hush. Now, I understand why. Hush may not be at the top of everyone's list. Um, it's relatively unknown. It's considered I, in his canon. It's it's relatively minor. Right. I mean, because it didn't have a theatrical release, largely because it was just straight to Netflix. Yes, it was straight to Netflix. It it um, it came out at South by Southwest. It had a budget of like a million dollars. Which, if you watch it, you understand why it's not necessary. But once again. <clears throat> We have, and I didn't even think about this when we were pairing up our our movies. We have uh-huh. a writer in isolation, so she's she's living in the forest, and and she's deaf. Now, obviously, most people do not know what it's like to to be deaf, but we understand what it feels like to be trapped, mm-hmm. and that's where we find her. Um, there is this masked killer mm-hmm. that shows up at her window and she's basically being hunted in her own home, but it's almost like he is, is playing a game. He's, um, he's torturing her to a degree, but it's that fear of, she doesn't know where he's coming from. Obviously she, she lacks one of her main senses, right? Um, she has no way to, to get help. She Mm -hmm. is completely isolated in the place that she is most comfortable in her own home and this this monster so to speak he's he's a real 
person a very tangible um right he's he's real he's just a re- he, he's such a yeah tangible tangible is right. a perfect I, word for that I, I guess i didn't even need to keep trying to come up with words he no tangible is great he you, is, you nailed it the first time <laughs> <laughs> he is he is <sighs> tangible um and this movie is um very well edited as well with mm-hmm. it plays on her deafness um throughout the film to kind of show us what that experience little technical note mike flanagan also edited this movie well there you go i guess the guy is just a freaking all-star okay um but (laughs) um this the premise of this movie is so Mm -hmm. simple yet the idea of being isolated the idea of of being afraid in the place that you should be most comfortable the idea of someone you don't know coming after you. I mean, I think we've all had, um, kind of that fear of like home invasion or like being Mm -hmm. attacked Mm -hmm. in, in our bed or in our house. And people go to great lengths, obviously to protect the places and the people that they love most. And this movie brings that fear home. It's Mm -hmm. just as much a thriller, I think, as it is a horror movie. Right. Um, but I think that it, it, it really plays on fears that everybody innately has and mm-hmm. the, the kind of desire to, um, once again, protect the places um, mm-hmm. that should or or um, being in the places that should be protecting us. But what right. happens when there is no more protection, when there is no one around to help um, mm-hmm. and you're stuck with a guy at the door who wants to... Right to kill you, I guess. To, yeah. And I mean, I and, mean, and it, it's odd. It's, I think it's as much about the game of just, of just messing with her as it is about yeah, actually killing her. Exactly. Um, and getting and and this killer getting to know his mm-hmm. prey. Right. I suppose. I think, um, one, one, th- probably my favorite thing about this movie, one of the, you know, one of the senses that horror always seems to touch on is what you can't see. Yeah. You know, what's happening in the dark that you can't see. In this entire movie, you see everything. Yeah. You see everything. Everything is is lit up. It, you know, they're in a house. The The lights go off and things are dark, but you can still see everything. It, it plays on a, a fear that people don't quite understand is, what if you can see everything, but you can't hear? Nothing, there is, there is no sound, but you are seeing everything unfold anyway. It's a it's a great kind of um, it uh, it just kind of subverts the a genre norm of going in, instead of not being able to see anything let's just let's just make everything quiet let's just turn the sound off turn the sound down it's, it's such a wonderful little subversion and I think Flanagan does this a lot in his movies there there are so many so many directions he takes his story that are that are great little subversive ideas that and they're you know they're ambitious and they they i i've yet to see it not really work yeah and for me i think i think for for hush i think that's why hush is so like it it's some i think it's a flanagan film that more people should know about cuz i think it is one of the i think it is a more it's one of his most complete movies mhm i think all of them are pretty pretty close to fully complete but this one takes so many alternate routes that horror movies don't take right well and it's not it's not just about um 
it's not just about being held back by your limitations. It's also about pushing through those mm-hmm. limitations for the sake of survival. Right. right? And that's something right. that y- you can't really experience <clears throat> unless you are put in that situation. And mm-hmm. I have not been, but the film goes such a long way in, um, in showing how, um, how our, our main character, um, I think her name is Maddie has to, mm-hmm. has to really push through every limitation that she has, which, Dang it. which yeah, good going. Sorry. I tried <laughs> so hard. Uh, her name is Maddie. Um, but though those limitations that she's pushing through are also mm-hmm. what she in a way is, is most afraid of. Right. Dude, I think, uh, I think we did it. Yeah. What's our time? 21 minutes. Nice. That's right about where we right wanted where we to be. wanted it. So, um, let's, let's cut it there then. We you could, wanna, I'm sure we could continue talking. Um, you want to, you want to take them out? Let them know what's going on. I do want to take them out, but I don't have our list pulled up. So I don't remember what we're doing. Well, this tomorrow. is, this is day one of an entire week of our top five each, our top five horror films each. We're going to be doing pretty light discussions like this one. Yeah, we're, comparing we're, them side by side. We're aiming aiming for about 20 minutes, so we actually nailed it this time. Um, you're welcome. Like, <laughs> come on. can you can? you How can we do better? What can we do better? So tomorrow... Uh, tell, tell them what they're going to hear tomorrow. Tomorrow we're going to be talking about um, Sinister and Alien, oh. um, both films that we actually talked about in our yes. kind of preview leading up to this last bit, yeah. week we mm-hmm. touched on them just briefly just briefly um, if you have not seen them go watch them tonight um, maybe keep the lights on but we will talk about them tomorrow definitely um, for sinister can't if wait you're younger to, uh, well alien dude i had to leave the lights on after alien and they were in a spaceship in space <laughs> and you're not and i'm not i'm in a house <laughs> in a that alien the xenomorph a- anyway you'll hey. hear about it next week so until then, be sure to subscribe, hit the notification bell, leave us some comments, like the video. We appreciate all the support we can get. Thanks, guys. Stop it. I think I just yelled. You might need to check the audio. You, can you go check the record, recording? Yeah. Because I don't check, think I hit record can again. Can you check the audio? Yeah.